The Dad Ass Podcast. Subpar, mediocre at best. Podcast, just trying to figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing. One drink and one conversation at a time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the completely unscripted, unconventional podcast, just trying to figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing. And today, we're having some bison. For breakfast. For breakfast. The yeah. breakfast of champions. Yes, for sure. No, the breakfast for dad asses. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And drinking next to me, Sean, a.k.a. Dude, the resident family counselor, sir. How are how you are, doing? How are you doing? How am I doing? I'm doing fantastic. See, I'm more worried about you. I'm more excited about you because you don't miss a bison day. Nope. And Bison Day is Friends what, don't let friends miss Bison Day. Well, you didn't tell me, so I did miss it. <laughs> You're so not my friend. Maybe we should start this episode <laughs> over. Um, but now, because of Bison Day, because of some social meds and you being here, yeah. we are now here drinking multiple Bisons. Yeah, we're going the flight. That's true. We are, aren't we? Yeah. We're... we're we're grazing the field oh, of bison through the yeah, years. Yeah. And we are here with the uh, owner and uh, bison. I was going to try and be creative. Oh, I got it. Um, do you know what he says? You have children, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, boys, girls? Yeah, uh, two girls. Two girls. Well, if you had a boy, do you know what you would say to your child as they went off to school? I do not. Bye, son. <laughs> That's a guy like that. That's a and, good one. And here we are with Adam Rhodes yeah. with that joke going, why did yeah. I come on <laughs> uh, to this podcast? But you are, um, which which is funny because I, I reread like three times everything you sent me for your bio. So you're not only the owner here, you're also have a uh, tech coding company. Yeah. You're a dad of two. Yep. Your wife is a professor. She is. Um, and then you also have been a musician, have done work with commercials, yep. and PBS. Yes. All of so, that. Did you ever meet Mr. Rogers? I didn't ever meet Mr. Rogers, uh, but I did get to... There, there was this other show that was actually filmed in the place that I worked in North Carolina that was called... Um, what was it called? It was called the, the Craftsman's Workshop. And it was this guy who looked relatively like Bob Ross, but oh. he did woodworking. <gasps> oh, wow. I remember now that. Now I need Yeah, to. so I'm, it was it was recorded in North Carolina, but it was actually broadcast in all of the PBSs. Oh, now I need to check. I, I do woodworking, so. I think that's a dad thing. I think, like, as we have kids, I mean, I know you're a uncle, not a dad, but I, I think, like, it, it, it is a thing that dads just kind of naturally gravitate yeah. into. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I have a theory on this. It's it's because uh, it's like a nice quiet. Well, it's not quiet. It, I I have a theory on on all of this. One, it puts you in a place outside of everything else, yep. right? Like I, you're either going to the garage, you're going outside, right? So like you're escaping from the chaos. And two, I think we gravitate towards um, woodworking because sometimes it's loud and you just like need to hammer some shit out and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you just get some of that aggression out. And then at the end, like, it's really nice. Ironically though, I like building stuff. Um, but, and my wife will agree to this. Tell I have built all kinds of stuff actually in my office uh, at work. I have built everything that you sit on except for the couch. Um, and including my desk as well. Um, and love it. <laughs> 
But the one thing I refuse to do, actually, which is stupid when I really think about it, because um, it's what really makes it, I won't finish it in terms of, like, painting, um, staining. Yep. No. I am I'm out. I don't want to do it. I made, I made this really beautiful, I think it's called, like, a, a banquette table. Yeah. yeah. Um, really gorgeous. I made it with, like, mahogany and pine and maple and all of this other stuff. And it's got, yeah. like, mahogany coming up through the table. And my wife is constantly, like, she gave up probably seven or eight years ago asking me to actually finish it. Because I was like, no, I just like it like this. Like, yeah. 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 It's, and it's, it's not undone. actually that you like it like that either. It's that you just don't want to stain it. Yeah. It's At exactly least that's right. what it is for me. No, it's exactly the same thing. It's like, I just love how it looks. I can live feels. with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have, a different, I... I have a different theory about woodworking though. Oh, okay. That it, it's, it's about measuring. Oh. The dad's just like measuring things. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why you're into beer. There's some measuring that's, in beer. There's a lot of measuring in beer. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing to contribute. I made shelves for a bourbon bar uh, at the beginning of the uh, pandemic. You did. And I learned that staining is much harder than I thought staining would be. See? You do have something to contribute. You hated it. I left the imperfections in there, so if I get back into doing more projects with staining, I can show the growth. Oh. That's what I'm doing. I'm just like, uh, I'm I'm providing an opportunity to show growth. I want to show the growth. I haven't grown in a while. And so... um, the, the one thing I do want to contribute, right, you're talking about as, as you become a dad, as, as we get older, we want to do woodworking. There's one other thing that I've gotten into that I cannot get out of the older I've gotten. Hmm. I can no longer get off a chair or the carpet playing with our son without going, Ugh. Yeah. 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 Or the, after the, a long work day, sit down and just go, <sighs> Yeah, the hey, struggle you know, is real. I, I do you know how you know you're old? It's when you go to the chiropractor. Oh, shit. And the chiropractor. <laughs> I shouldn't have told you this. <laughs> the chiropractor looks at you and, and, and says, so I hear you've been uh, shoveling a lot of snow, driveways, trying to be a nice neighbor. And we have some elderly neighbors. And so I've been uh, doing my driveway. I've been doing three driveways about three times in a week. Oh. And I teach spin classes and three so days like, a week. My, my legs are kind of tight. Yes. <laughs> and the chiropractor's like, yeah, you pulled a muscle in your back. Doing what? <laughs> Nothing cool. Just, <laughs> I have a strained back. Just, I'm, I'm riding through the pain. I'm just doing it. Like, I can still move and everything. I just thought I was tight. And he goes, yeah, you strained it. Ooh. And I was like, yeah, oh, all damn. from shoveling snow. So, yeah. so what the, old man. the spot where you know that you're actually, like, really legitimately old is when you make that exact same noise, the sitting down noise. Yeah. Putting on your socks. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say you go down and fart at the no, same no, time. No, 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 it It's putting on your every I know morning, what you're talking about. Every morning to put yeah. on the socks. It's, it's uh, work to get the leg up there. Yep. Um, you know what would be a great antidote, though, to um, pulled muscles and having to, like, work through putting our socks on? Hmm. This beer. 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 Yeah. Tell us about this beer, and then we'll go into a dad joke, because I know you've come with some real, like, dynamite oh, yeah, ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. What, what, because we're going to drink... Four different versions of this. Yes, four different years. years. So we're drinking the 2021 Bison. Tell no, us. No, about no, no, I'm drinking 18. Same as yeah. I. Yeah. I started with 21 So because I've not <laughs> had it. So I'm going to put the... Yeah. Forget wow. you, 2021. Wow. You weren't good to you us know how else the year, but that beer was. <laughs> you know how else you know you're old? When you can't even stay up with like the conversation <laughs> with yep, the rest of the That's table. exactly right. Thank you for listening yeah. to the Deadass <laughs> Podcast. Where am I? I'm Matt. I am leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're drinking the 18, which is dynamite. Thank you. Actually, I haven't had it. <laughs> <laughs> but now but I, know. I just know it's going to be good. It's going to be fantastic. 
Okay, but but tell us about. It. So we're we're drinking the eighteen now. Yeah. So tell us how how um, about this? How is it different than what we would have had back in the fall? Uh, I'm ex- I'm just gonna shut up and drink. Okay, it. wait, hold on. Before you go into that though, uh, yeah. Before you go into the specific of eighteen, I want to know just ooh bison bison debt. Like, how does this come about? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So because um, it's kind of like a, a holiday. It, it so I it, I view it that way. I, so I view it that way as well. And in fact, uh, I, I'll I'll break some news at the end of this. But, okay, but ooh. um. You know, the the first time we made bison, um, it actually literally broke our system. Oh. Um, So we had never made a beer this big before. And um, I loaded up our system with all of the grain to make this beer. And it got so overloaded that the screens at the bottom of our mash tun actually caved in. (laughs) Oh! That sounds like an expensive it was, whoopsie. It was an expensive whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> but you like, you know, life is full of whoopsies. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, after we made it a couple more times and kind of figured out how to do it without actually breaking yeah. the things that we use, um, we decided to put it into bourbon barrels. And so that was mm. 16, was that first time that we did that. And the thing that makes it different every single year is, right, it's the same beer going into the barrels. It ages the same amount of time. We blend back with fresh bison every time. But the thing that makes it different is the barrels that we bring in. Yeah. And so, you know, over the years, we've brought in Heaven Hill. We brought in Sazerac. We brought in all kinds of things. We once got a Pappy barrel. Mm. Um, Just sheer dumb luck. We wound up with a barrel of Pappy. And that was... (laughs) So <laughs> that can't be something you've distributed. Actually, Please no. Tell well, me you kept that. No, no, no. So what we did was we actually, when we realized what it was, we turned it over. Because when barrels arrive to us, they arrive with like probably about a cup to a cup and a half of whiskey still in Shut it. Shut up. No, really? no, I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we actually got cheesecloth and took that barrel and turned it over. Yeah. And strained out strained out the pappy and then we all drank that and then we pushed bison into it. Damn. I yeah, am in the good. wrong job. <laughs> Do you still have the barrel? No, no. Cause that was I struggle to remember if that was sixteen or seventeen. Um I think it was seventeen that that happened, but I honestly can't remember. Um and so, yeah, that, that barrel is long gone. Can, can I just interject real quick? Oh, please. I've never been a part of a bison day because I've never been invited. <laughs> and I just missed, missed it on, on social media. Uh, so I included I've, you. I sent you the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was I doing? I was stuck at home with... No, I'm <laughs> But not having it until now and yeah. then drinking the 21 because I don't know what it tasted like until now. And now drinking this... I'm converted. It's, I mean, I it's just want to. I want to go on the record before we go deep deeper into this. Um, the difference between several months ago to a handful of years ago, because this is 18, we said, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's so. It's one of the magical things that as that beer ages and kind of moves through its lifespan, that that whiskey burn kind of reduces and the thing that comes out is all of that oak character yeah. from all of the different barrels that we kind of combine into each individual year of bison. And it's really, it's pretty magical. I, I am weird because I don't drink heavy beers, but I love barley wines. Oh, oh I didn't even think about that for you. So and this so, may not have been a good choice for you. So this tastes, 
You know, I like it though. And the great thing about you and having, you know, a wider palate than me in terms of the variety of drinks, I'm getting turned on to drinks I would never go in order. So like this is not but something that if you had this, walked in here you would have been I, like I, I you I wouldn't, wouldn't have ordered. And I'm not saying that disrespectfully. Oh, I'm no, saying no, it for no. anyone listening that's like, oh, that's too dark. That's gotta be too heavy. This though, to me, has the same profile as what I would have in barley wines that I like. And I would drink if I wasn't driving a lot of this. <laughs> it's really dangerous. Like this, you have to be very careful. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. And and as someone who doesn't do the the heavier drinks, even just tasting what a regular batch would taste like, don't for anyone listening that's like me and doesn't, you know, it's dark, I don't I don't want it. That's actually very welcoming. You know what like I'm taste actually and, and flavor. Now that we're having this conversation, you know what? I mean, I don't think I've ever seen it. Maybe it's something you offer. Maybe maybe it's something you don't. Have you ever offered the bison recipe not barrel aged? Yes, we. So on Bison Day, so so. Oh wait, maybe you do. Do you? Can you get it? You, well, you can get it in the only time we ever really bottle it and release it is uh, on Bison Day. It's, it's available on draft. Like, we serve it here in the tap rooms, and we serve it in Delaware, and we serve it at Cherry Valley. Um, but it almost never gets bottled and sent out because it's, you know, stouts are such a, stouts are such a mysterious format. Like, people love to drink them, especially in the winter yeah, and in the cold that guy. months. Yeah, totally. But it's hard to find the right places where you can put a bottle of that beer on a shelf and it'll sell. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, you know, like what we found is it, it's kind of how Bison Day became this holiday, right? Is because it's, okay, once a year we're going to bottle this beer up and we're going to package it and we're going to sell it. And full disclosure, because I, I want to give credit where credit's due, um, I'm irresponsible and don't pay attention to anything. Um, my wife actually is the one who makes sure that we come to Bison Day every year. <laughs> um, not me. She's like, hey, it's on the calendar. We're going. So, like, so. So here's the thing that I was going to tell you. So we realized after we did Bison Day this year that we made this horrible mistake. So we built the barrel room in Cherry Valley. It's yeah. this beautiful space lined with oak barrels. Yeah, it's beautiful. You went to a craft show there. Yeah. We realized we missed this incredible opportunity. To maybe have Bison Day uh, at, at in the, barrel, in the room barrel room with a craft show where you can come and do all of your Christmas shopping with yeah. local artisans yeah. and all yeah. of these amazing things. And, and literally, I... I sent a text out to, you know, some of the people on the team. And I was like, this was two days after Bison Day. I was like, boy, we really screwed that up. <laughs> I'm going to throw something else out there. Oh, please. And, and, and I'm going to ask if this idea runs for a free ticket. Um, <laughs> Done. <laughs> I think you should have Bison Day. And then I think you should have Bison Night. And I think Bison Night should be held in the, um, in the room. With like, like a ticketed uh, event, like a ticketed higher end meal event, like warm uh, hot hors d'oeuvres, like, like we'll know have somebody come in like and like heavy yeah. cook something that yeah. matches, yeah, and then do like a tasting flight, yeah, yeah. Like, with like all, like you and some of the other representatives of the brewery. Oh, that's a good so idea. I don't know if um, so Whole Foods, but everyone has to dress as a pioneer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the twist I wasn't thinking of, but I I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Special special bonus if you have one of those like two handed saw yeah. things. <laughs> I'm coming in like a like a Daniel Boone type like Davy Crockett he's hat. Got, he's got his. You got uh, to kill your own skunk. Yeah. To go. <laughs> no, actually, that's I, I actually mean that. I would totally 
I would totally pay for an experience like that. I mean, that would be, yeah, you're not wrong. That's bison a day, bison idea. night. Bison day, bison night. Maybe yeah. you could do something uh, up in Delaware where you could have like bison sunset. I don't know. <laughs> We're getting crazy <laughs> brunch. now. It's bison little, brunch. Bison brunch. <laughs> Yes, I'm there's this there's this food truck that makes bison burgers. Maybe we should bring them out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, my point to this, uh, Whole Foods actually used to like way before they were bought by Amazon. Yes. Um, in Columbus, used to do a thing they called brew review. I don't know. Do you know about this? No. So um, I don't. They only did it a handful of times. And the only reason I know about it again, the responsible party in my life, which is my wife, um, took me to them. Um, but you could buy. It was it was cheap. It was maybe like. 10, 20 bucks, I don't know. Um, and a representative from the brewery, like an owner or one of the head brewers, would come out and they would sit and pour beer and then, like, just talk to you uh, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. like, the beer. Basically, like, kind of like what we're doing yep. in a little bit more of, like, an intimate setting. And as someone who is a just a nerd in general, but then also just, like, he a, is. a beer nerd and, <laughs> like, I don't know, part of what I enjoy about, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, like, uh, beer and craft spirits and stuff like that is that it is science, it is art, and it is a mix of the two of them. And yes. like, you know, it's not, I don't know. I love technology. I love all like those sorts of things, but I am fully convinced that there will never be a, and I could be totally wrong. I probably am wrong, but there will never be a point where like a computer program will be able to fully take over because there is this art and science and there has to be a soul that goes in there. Yeah. And like, that's what I like about it because like, I don't know. And I appreciate the opportunity to sit down and actually talk to somebody about that, Uh, that sort of thing versus, you know, and I also, I've said this before too, try not to be a jerk about like what kind of beer people like. I don't personally like, you know, some of like the bigger name places. It's just not my flavor profile that I enjoy, but if that's what you like, that's what you like. That's fine. Um, but I like getting down, getting to sit down and talk to somebody about that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my my thing has always been, like, you know, it, it's always been about making beer for me and my friends and the people who are us, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's like we don't make the crazy beers. We aren't the beer for the cool kids. And and I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. We're the beer for the dads who are like, it's been a long day. And I make this sound when I sit down. Oh, and what I really want is 10 penny. That's a hell (laughs) of a market on draft. draft. (laughs) That should be your marketing slogan. Beer for dads who go, yeah, Yeah, or beer, not for the cool kids or however you said it. This though, um, is, is a beer that not only, you shouldn't be intimidated by the darkness of the color, and and you can handle it. This is also a beer to help mend um, hurt backs, <laughs> but this this is also especially when you apply it directly to the back, <laughs> just rub it in a little bit, and then shotgun the rest. <laughs> but it it's also I think a beer um, for those who have teenagers and like older kids, like. You have yep. a 14 and a 10-year-old, That is correct. correct. If, yeah. if, if, that is correct. I read good. <laughs> and so this would be something like we have a two-year-old, so we're going through that. Yep. Like, let, let, let me tell you just one story that happened this morning, and then I'm going to come back to my question. <laughs> Earlier today, because we swap we, um, the, the mornings, I get Saturday mornings, I wake up so my wife can sleep in a little bit. I get Sunday um, to sleep in, and she gets up with him. I had to have this conversation today. Put your pants back on. Do not 
take your diaper off. <laughs> not, not twice. <laughs> and not four times. I, that was a legit. So, like, this is something I think that Kimberly had the same conversation with me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've had that conversation with my 10-year-old. Yeah, but- I'm like, God. Why are you taking it off? And then it was a game. So anyway, this, this though, has to be something that after some hard days here at work and then going home to some 10- and 14-year-old drama, you're just like, just shut up. Just do, do your own thing. Be nice to one another. Or not. I, I, I don't care. I'm, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to just I'm going to put my headphones on, <laughs> listen to some music. <laughs> once, you get through, once you get through that much of the glass, yeah, it's like, like, I don't care. Like, you like, still exist? Come yeah. back to me in 13 minutes or when this is empty. <laughs> yeah. come, come, with, come with your problems and a new bottle, please. I, I, will, I will tell you that contrary to um, everything that people believe about girls, like my girls are... My girls are amazing. Like, there is not drama. There is not, like, they get yeah. along with their mother. Yeah. They don't, you know, they, they fight, but no more than, like, other siblings. Yeah. Like, I think that that's a, a unwarranted myth that happens, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Kids, boy, girl, non-binary, doesn't really matter. Kids, in general, know how to push buttons. Oh, God, yes. Like... You know, I think of it. So, I don't know. I was I was just thinking about this. Like, so when you start dating someone, um, or you know, if you end up marrying them or whatever, you you sort of willingly um, agree to exist with a person that knows exactly how to push your buttons, right? <laughs> but kids are this thing that, like, <laughs> I don't know. You created it. And so, like, it's like a whole other level of pushing of buttons. And, I mean, I don't know this from firsthand experience because I don't have human children of my own. But I would have to think that there would be times where it would be so frustrating because you would be literally arguing with yourself. Like, <laughs> you'd have, like, and whether you can rec- recognize it in the moment or, like, afterwards, like, I think that would be, I would hate to argue with me. I am not a nice human being sometimes. Kimberly will tell you that. Uh, we didn't even get to your dad joke yet. Uh, oh, he no, ruins okay. dad jokes. I do ruin Because he's a dick. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you this, right? Like, you're right. It's like arguing with yourself. But there's another level to it, which is, um, you know, everybody has these personality foibles and these things about themselves that... You know, they're like, boy, I, I like, I wish that was different about me. I wish, like, you know, however it is, your kids, I don't know why, but your kids get those things. They don't get any of the good things. They get the things that you're like, I hate this about myself. <laughs> and then you have to just sit there and you're arguing with yourself and you're thinking to yourself, like, you're exactly like me and oh, I'm an I- asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I have to ask you a question, and, and, and I know you're you already warned to be thoughtful. Yes. What you say. Your wife's a professor. Yes. Of what? What, what does she... Cause th- <laughs> my wife is literally... This is going to determine my question. Literally a brain scientist. Uh, oh, my God. So when people say, like, you know, it's not brain surgery, well, like, literally she does brain surgery. <laughs> On frogs. On frogs. But... She is, I without a doubt, the smartest person honestly, I have ever met in my entire life. Okay, I don't mean this offensively, but it is going to be offensive. Just <laughs> Again, call your wife. Because he, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to it. I'm done with you. 
I want your wife. Bring her on. Uh, uh, yeah. Why am I jacked up? I mean, you, like, you're right. Like she's she's better at dad jokes than I am. Like she's a better parent email. than I he am. Put that in the email. <laughs> I did. I did. Hold on. Keep going. I'm pulling it. She, up. She's better at dad jokes. She's a better parent than I am. She is a better person than I am. The only thing that I do better than my wife is tell stories. Uh, I don't know. Can she make beer better than you? Probably. Oh, yeah, I tried. <laughs> no, actually, she, I love, um, like, that is actually a, a personal, as a, as a counselor and things, um, neuroscience and, like, brain development and oh, all that sort of stuff. That is my, like, I'm the weird guy that likes to, like, that's what I read before I, that, that, to go to bed, <laughs> right? Which, uh, fair warning, if what? you decide to go down, yeah, that really, I read neuroscience <laughs> textbooks before bed. Swear, <laughs> I'm not lying to you. Kimberly, I'll tell you that. Um, just fair warning if you try to go down that path why you would I don't really know but if you decided to it'll why give you, you it'll give you some trippy dreams sometimes <laughs> let, let me let me let me uh, on the topic of reading this is this is this this is his email part of his email to me oh I've got dad jokes I have to write the, I have to write them for our Twitter feed my wife though is the better dad joker but I'll come equipped <laughs> All right, this is but, honest time before you, we're oh, okay. finally getting to the to the joke. Okay, I'm ready. Did you actually come up with the joke, or did your wife feed this one to you? Oh, oh this That's one? No, no, no. Uh, so I didn't write this one. I found this one on the internet, but it tickles all of my particular funny bones. Okay. Now, um, just so do, you're clear, we we're clear. The, the morning. I will, in fact. <laughs> Ruin the punchline. I won't because I'm not an yeah. a-hole like he yeah. is. It's a good punchline. Okay. Like I, I, you will get the punchline because it's a classic dad joke, right? But okay. it's it's a good punchline. Right. Okay. What do you call someone who tells dad jokes but isn't a dad? Oh, I actually, I legit don't know this one. I'm I'm pumped. A faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That, that is, is really good. good. That is really yeah, good. Yeah. I have to segue because that was an. An awesome dad joke. I just had what I'm, I'm hoping I put in the right order. The 19. Holy hell. Yeah. That is a different flavor. Okay. Um, just smelling it, because I think when you were talking, you saw me sniffing from the 18 to the 19. I can smell distinct differences. Yes. Oh. Yeah. All right. Um, I liked the 18, <laughs> but forget now I'm on 19. I mean, so, I don't I, remember which one. Kimberly and I had this oh. same discussion on Bison Day, actually. Like, we like to put them together. Yeah. And no, like, which one it. do you like and all that. Oh. So, um, can you remind me, or I don't know if you can tell this or not, what barrel did 18 go in? Oh, boy. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, well, because I know, like, sometimes you're not allowed to, to share no, that no, information. No. Did, like, you know, one of the things that I like oh. about... About That's a good. Oh. <laughs> I, it was like be, not 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 as good as like me stretching after. Yeah, were work, you putting your socks but on? There? Certainly not as low of an uh as putting the socks on. Like that is so dark, but goes down and drinks so light. And it's so dangerous. Be very careful. But how is that? <laughs> I would uneducated. I would think that that like the older that the taste would be like that if it was older. So like no, it rounds can, it out. Can we it, forget this conversation? Go to the twenty now. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just so joking. The, Go. Thing, the, the thing that the thing that I find really fascinating is you know like Bison Day. All anybody does is come up to you on Bison Day and say, 18's my favorite," and then you know. 20 is my favorite. And it's it, like everybody comes up like it's a secret yeah. telling you like which which of the years For is real. there. And it's like it's fantastic. It's so delightful that it has this following of people constantly kind of being like, ooh, you guys still haven't made one better than 17. 
<laughs> I wonder what they like, would. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's such a great thing because it's like, yeah, like you, you might be right about that. I'm not sure. But, you know, but, you know, the thing that's amazing is this year for the first time, I think there was a real consensus that 21 was one of the best ones that we've ever made. Ah. So what do, you, what do you think they're going to say at the Bison Gala um, in 2022? <laughs> <laughs> the bison brunch. I, I remember when you guys made it in 16. <laughs> Actually, I oh. not related to bison, but this was pre-pandemic. Yeah. As like most good things were. <laughs> um, you guys did a thing, I think close to right around now, right around Valentine's Day-ish. Maybe I'm wrong on the timeline, mm-hmm. but you had a baker come oh, in yeah. And, like, yeah. it was actually really cool. Um, you set up tables in between the tanks, mm-hmm. and um, it, it was a ticketed event. It was a ticketed event. And and I think she made um, some of the stuff she made actually had some beer in it. It, I, it wasn't necessarily bison or anything, but, like. No, I think she actually, I think we gave her a couple of bottles of barrel-aged bison, and she made, like, icing with it yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, be yeah. Good. yeah I like that. It's, I, I mean, like, you know, it's funny because I was talking to somebody the other day. <laughs> This is this is a, a story. He he had a growler of barrel aged bison from 2016 that he never opened. That he never opened. Okay, you, so and and he was like, I really want to open it, and I was like, You really shouldn't, because there's no scenario in which that beer is drinkable. And I yeah. said, But you know what you should really do with it? And he said, No. I said, Boil it down until half of it is gone. Oh yeah. And then take some really good balsamic vinegar and mm. make barrel-aged bison balsamic vinegar, and it will be the greatest thing ever. And he was like, oh, I think I'll do that. I haven't talked to him since, but... Ooh. Yeah, I know. I really so want to know how that came out. When when we're, when we're not um, recording with, like, a brewer, he makes signature cocktails, and that's why we call him mm-hmm. Dude, the Resident Family Counselor, The Dude, um, because um, he's called The Dude by... Um, like a pseudo niece, is that? No, no. There's a longer story about it. One of my one of my um, good friends growing up, still great friends. That's um, right, not family. His um, stepfather, who unfortunately has passed away, um, he called him dude because he it was close to dad. Uh, oh, that's really brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I have always just admired and, and sort of loved that. And so when this started, um, I was like, I want to go by dude. Cause I'm not a dad. Yep. Um, so, um, he called Craig dude. Um, so that's like my, and, and, um, Craig was a an important part of, of my sort of growing up and things like that. Um, so that's where so, that sort of came from. So we call him dude, the resident family counselor, uh, drinks with dude. And so he, he makes his own syrups. Friends don't let friends buy syrups <laughs> for their cocktails. He, yes. We always have a signature cocktail. One of the hopes is that, um, when we don't have someone with your stature and, and awesomeness of, of beer, he'll make a cocktail. Cause we want listeners who can't go out all the uh, time really to learn about idea. new, yeah. you know, so he makes cocktails and I mean, you put eggs in them. He has a smoker, all this stuff. Oh. We I have we like have a better to... bar than most bars. <laughs> if, <laughs> just to be honest, we'll, I believe it will. And, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot. We'll, we'll pay for it. We have to take one of these and feature it in a future oh, drinks yeah, with dude. A, a night. It, I t- but like, we'll mix, load you guys up. We'll load it, you guys up. Mix it in a cocktail. Oh, done. 
done. I, uh, the oh, wheels like, are turning. Can you actually like? Would that work? But like, I can do anything. Have he, you ever had? We've done have you ever had marshmallow food? simple syrup or smoked we, marshmallow simple syrup? No, I but now it. I want. Some. We did yeah. chicken, <laughs> chicken and some fruit. Oh yeah, he food. challenged me with baby food one time. That happened. Like. It and worked. it was drinkable. It, really? Drinkable. What, what, was the, what was the liquor? Uh, oh, I honestly couldn't tell you. I'd have to go back and look at our Instagram. <laughs> so most of what most of what I end up having to, it usually involves cooking something. I, I have like one almost more. always. And, one more. You and Kimberly, they don't buy bread, they make it. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Could you do some kind of beer bread? You you can, but oh, I will tell you that too thick. this is not the right beer for that okay. beer. This is not the right beer for that oh, bread. Speaking of beer and um, cooking things, um, I'm actually oh. doing this tomorrow. So we recently just recorded with another brewery, um, not even remotely from around here, from Florida, Isla Mirada. Um, they have a blueberry beer. Ooh. This guy adds beer in his pancakes. <gasps> That's a really good idea. Isn't that brilliant? The yeast plumps them up. But then, if there's a fruit flavor, you get a light finish. But then, if you put fresh fruit, so I'm going to take I'm going to take some of our kettle sour home because I have to make pancakes tomorrow morning. I'm so going to take some of our kettle sour. We're home. doing it. We're doing it tomorrow, actually. Are I, you? I, yeah, I was going to do it this morning. My wife had to work. She doesn't beer. normally. So no other no other liquid, but put put the beer in there. That's a and, really and good And the idea. yeast does something. I'm not smart enough to know. He's not. And anything. I'm not. But, like, make some thicker, and then if it's a strong enough. I'm also enough, pretty sure it's not the yeast. It's the CO2, but it's, it's fine. Yeah. I, I just, you, like, I let, him believe, let him believe what he wants to believe. Yeah, it's fine. You know. So, um, I don't want to rush things. <laughs> I have a question, though, because yeah. I have a two-year-old. You have 10 and 14. Yes. I, have, I have a question. Yes. But before we do it. And before I drink too much of, of these, I have to try the 2020. And I'm not trying to push things along. Like, I'm so intrigued now because, again, and, and, and I mean this in a great way because I want anyone listening who's, uh, like, scared to try darker beers, this is crushable. Well, I shouldn't oh, well, say crushable. That's bad. It's, yeah, that's, no, no, a, that's this, not a crushable this, beer. This is I mean, it is, but you shouldn't. Drinkable, super drinkable. Yeah. And, and not, like, it is dark. Does not drink Dark. Well, here's the thing. So, like, I, I'm I think I'm dying of... to know what a 20 would taste like. So <laughs> well, I'm go not for it. I'm not trying to speed no, 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 you go, around go, or the go, episode go. at all. Like, no, go for it. Oh. Here's the thing I think about um, when people, are, particularly people who dr- don't drink beer, there is this, like, aversion to drinking dark beer because they think it's going to be something. And I actually actively tell people, I push them, if they're not beer drinkers, to drink dark beer first. So, it's roastier. It's it, it's sometimes it's sweeter. Do, do you like, know what my my experience is? Right, and I I spent years behind this bar, um, in the first couple of years that we were open. But my experience was always that women who were coming in that hadn't had a lot of exposure to craft beer, that if you got them on a dark beer, it's the chocolatey notes and yeah. the wine notes and the coffee yeah. notes that give I, them this immediate heard, thing to grab on. Is it yeah. true, though, that red wine drinkers tend to go towards stouts? Oh, 100%. I've heard, I've heard oh, that. I've never 100%. heard that, actually. Yeah. And it's it's because, right, like, a lot of those same elements of that that tannin, that that really kind of bright acidity and those really deep, dark, roasty notes, they're very similar to those things that you're getting up out of a red wine, a really good red wine, right? Yeah. And so it gives them 
something familiar where their palate can say, oh, like, I recognize this. Yeah. And then it, yeah. it's a really beautiful jumping off point for having this conversation, right? It's saying, like, here, start here, because this is, it's out of your experience. It's out of the realm of things that you're normally having. But it is, like, it meets you where you are. Yeah. And see, yeah. that's why I, 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 um, I'm glad you said that, because I don't think starting with lighter bears... I think it's a bad idea. It's necessarily the right route to go. Yeah. No, it's a bad idea. It, they're it, bitter, like, which they're, you know, the hoppiness of them. I reach a point, I am like a, a seasonal cyclical drinker and that, like, this time of year, I like dark, heavy, all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah. like, spring comes and I'm like, okay, I want, like, hops and I want it to, like, pinch and hurt. And yep. then I'm like, oh, I want sours, all that sort of stuff. And I think that is too much for a, a palate that's not used to beer. So, so... You know, we were we we were founded pretty early on in this modern kind of craft explosion that's gone on, and we're out here, well outside of the city, um, and you know there was not really a craft scene out here when we came along. And uh, do you want me to get that? No, you can if you want. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, but we were we were early in kind of the the craft beer scene that was going on out here and one of the things that we had to accomplish was to create our own audience and that is what Ten Penny was built for right Ten Penny was the crossover beer people come in they say well I only drink Miller Lite and it's like weird have Ten Penny like mm -hmm. this is not similar to what you've been drinking but it meets you where you are right it's got this beautiful malt and it's got this beautiful hop but it's not bitter and it's not over extravagant and it's really well rounded and it's really nicely put together and it it just kind of says like come in like this is a big tent we accept everybody yeah come on in I like that also that's a counseling phrase meet you where you are oh is it really yeah for oh, real oh that's fantastic yeah so you know ten penny is like the counselor of beers it is like the counselor of beers I always refer to it as the platonic ideal of beer because to me, yeah. that's what it is. It's like when I think of beer, that's the beer I think of. Is that and, and before we recorded, I, I told you um, that's not typically the the profile that I go for, but I am a sucker for ten penny on draft. You know, I just love it. You know, I would be interested in this. Sound this even sounds weird as I say it, but um, I also have at, at home. I have a little. Um, like nitro, I can put any mm. beer on nitro, mm -hmm. right? It's a little like nitro canister. Um, have you ever put it on nitro? No. What would happen? I don't even know. I, you know, I don't even know either, but now I'm going to try it because we're adding a nitro line here in Heath. And so I think we'll probably have to try that. The thing that we did try one time was we put Tenpenny into red wine barrels. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. How did and that it, turn out? So it was very divisive. Um, there were people who still to this day ask me about it, and there were people who were like, oh, no, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't do that again. I mean, it's the, great thing, it's the great thing about being out here is nobody is afraid to tell you what they actually think. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> There's no hiding. You know, we were talking about, like, beer drinkers, wine drinkers, those sorts of things. The thing I appreciate about beer is that, um, you know, like, wine, drinking wine and things like that, um, and even whiskey to some degree, it becomes such a, um, si not siloed, but like such a, a, a narrow sort of experience where like you have to, like you have to develop your palate in this huge way to be able to like pick apart notes 
But beer is really nice because, like, I can hand you an IPA and I can hand you a stout and you'll be like, yeah, those don't taste anything. <laughs> like, if yeah. you can't tell the difference between that, you shouldn't be eating, like, <laughs> sort of thing, right? But, like, so I don't know. I feel like that's one of the nice things about beer, craft beer particularly, yeah. is that, like, there is this huge palate where you and – it, and it's inviting and welcoming in that, A, it's not a pretentious community typically – um, and B, it's definitive in like, you know, we're not like picking stuff off and being like, oh, I can, I can taste sandalwood. And <laughs> oh my gosh, right? I, oh. right. I mean, what I, is this, I mean, essential oils. No, this is hey, beer. Actually, Don't, I am that guy though. I mean, I want to be fully. But, I want to. Like, I'm owning that. I like that. But I recognize that not everyone is that. Yeah. Um, and there's a time and a place for that, right? Um, as I sit and drink across, like I'm doing that in my own head of like, oh, what can I taste? Those sorts of things. And that's fun. But it's not it's not a requirement for enjoyment. The, it's the, an optional thing. Does the, that make sense? It totally does. And the thing, you know, it, talking about like the things that we love about the craft beer scene and the environment um, and going back to an earlier point, which is, you know, it, it, wine has become kind of like rigid and frozen in yeah. a lot of ways. But yeah. beer is like this there's so much creativity bubbling up around it right now and, and has been for the last decade, right? Like people, they're just constantly inventing new styles and new things and new techniques. And there's just this constant reinvention. And it, it goes back to that question of like, will there ever really be like a machine learning that can actually do any of that stuff? I, like yeah. who knows, but it is well, really as, this interesting as question. As a tech guy, you should be able to tell me that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, I have an answer, but I don't think you'd like my answer. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I disagree. Honestly, and your wife's smarter than you anyway, I, I, and I feel like she'd agree with me. Yeah, like you know, I don't even know her, but I know she'd agree with me. It's really funny, right? Like, there's this lady who does um, these incredible experiments with AI, where she, she, you know, she has them create recipes and she has them create, you know, book names and all these other things, and it's like you know these hilarious, hilarious oh, yeah, mishmashes yeah. of things, yeah. right? But you know, what she's really doing is like a version of clever Hans, right? Like it's not actually trying to come up with a recipe. It's just putting together a bunch of words. And then she says, that's a recipe. Right. Yeah. And so one of the things, you know, as I was kind of like just getting restless and wanting to decide what came next, I, I was working with some friends of mine and we were working, (laughs) working on an idea where I had built a machine learning model to actually create recipes from actual data, right? So it wasn't a clever Hans. It was actually like it would take things. And then the idea was that one of us would dress up in a robot suit and <laughs> you'd have like to try it. and you'd have to try and cook that the recipe that the AI came up with. But it's not really an actual recipe. It's, you know, here are your ingredients and you have to come up with what it is that the AI is trying to make you cook and try and cook it. Because it wasn't giving you the series of steps. It was just giving you, like, you know, chicken and chocolate and garlic and onion. <laughs> and you had to try and figure out what you were going to do with that while you were dressed up in a robot suit. Um, I mean, you could scrap the robot suit, make that an app, and I would totally download it and pay for it as a date night. Like, I mean, it'd be really good. When I was, when I was younger and I lived in, the, in California, my, my best friend when I lived out there, this was... You guys know Iron Chef? Yeah. 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 So this was, you know, pre-American Iron Chef. This was, you could only watch it on the, on the, um, the Asian channel that was out in, in San Francisco. 
and you know it was like not dubbed or anything and so you watched it you had no idea what was going on <laughs> it, but was, you, it was kind of like the program <laughs> <laughs> it really was and and so my friend and I would once a week get together and go to the grocery store and we would split up and we would each buy three ingredients and then we'd come back together and try and figure out how to make dinner that sounds so mm. fun it's and then that's a fun day night. We, yeah. So we extended it to, you know, when I met my wife, uh, we were living in North Carolina. And so once a year we would throw these parties where we would have a secret ingredient that was announced and it was a potluck and everybody would have to come together. And Ooh, it was, you got I a like secret that. ingredient and you had to bring a dish with that secret ingredient. And then we would judge all the secret ingredients and someone would get declared like, you know, it was Iron Chef Pepper one year, Iron Chef Peanut one year. <laughs> it was great, man. That was yeah. That's that sounds fun. Yeah. I want to I want to ask you a question, right? We we we've been talking about your beer. I want to transition because I have a few questions for you, Dad. Sure. Dad wise. Yeah. But I want to I want to slowly do this transition because as I I I have appreciated every <laughs> year that we've tried, but I had to go back to to nineteen. Um. So to transition, a couple questions I have for you. If you had a lousy day at work and then you get home and the girls are just running amok yeah, or just, it's a bad day. We'll just say a bad day because I'm not going to put any of that on your wife because every day with her is a great day. It, that is true. It's, it's, it's a blessing. It's a gift. It's, it's insert every positive, everything. If it's the bison, what else would it be? If it's not the bison, what, what of your own beers would you be going to to unwind and transition from um, brewery owner, brewery, uh, brewer extraordinaire to, um, okay, I'm dad and husband now? So, you know, over the of last... Of yours. Of yours. Oh, does it have to be of mine? Oh, no. You know what? No. If, if you're asking that, it could be, it could be any of that. Because... Any. During the pandemic, I felt like I needed to find new things. And it turns out that um, I love gin. Oh. Like, not in a normal way. Uh Oh, Um, you're like my wife's kind of gin. Like, I go to the grocery store. I've gone through every single gin in my grocery store, which is like 30-some-odd gins. And I'm into, like, I'm into the phase of, like, finding weird gins that no one can find. Oh really, Hana mm-hmm. comes it, in a real cool bottle. Anyway, keep going. But but for me, it's it's really simple, right? It's two and a half shots of gin, three ice cubes, and then pomegranate juice, and then oh, a really? little. You just take you know a lime sliver and squirt a little lime sliver in there. If you have a limeade, lime, you know, just like a little half a jigger of limeade, like the easiest mm-hmm. cocktail in the entire world. And you want to talk about great dreams? <laughs> nice. <laughs> It just seems like a lighter, more refreshing, like, cocktail. It's, I mean, it's fantastic, right? It takes, you, it takes you 30 seconds to put it together. Yeah. And it's just, like, I can't drink brown. So um, brown, for me, I don't, I don't understand why. But brown, for me, makes, like, I, I get angry at, like, the slightest thing. Like, really? Like, the, the teeniest thing. And it was, like... I drank brown and then that happened and I was like, huh, that's weird. And this is like post parent thing. I don't know. Right. Like this never used yeah. to happen to me before I had kids, but then I had kids yeah. and I would, you know, I'd have a, you know, I'd have a, you know, something with whiskey or something with bourbon. What about and, rum? 
it's the same problem. Really? Although I will say it's a little bit reduced for rum, and I don't have that problem with, um, what's the tequila that's aged in? Añejo? No, there's like a, it's, um, there's like a. a Mezcal? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have that problem with mezcal. It's only with like bourbons and whiskeys and Mm. scotches. Shameless plug. If you like mezcal, you should listen to our mezcal episode where we talked to uh, Eduardo. Eduardo from Oaxaca. From Oaxaca. He sent us um, samples from Mexico. Dude, we drink things that (laughs) literally you can't buy. here in Ohio. (laughs) Yeah, you can't buy. Um, I think we had one that was like 15 years old. I mean, we, like, we had something that they only made like 200 bottles of. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I sent you a little. I still have them in, in the, the speakeasy, actually, the little tiny samples. Like, are you scared to drink them? Yeah, I am scared to drink them, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, who, knows, who knows when you wake up? Well, well, no, <laughs> no, it's like, like, it's like one of those things. Nope. It's like, how bad of a day? Like, you could never, oh, dr- you could never yeah. have those again, though. Yeah, like once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. If there's one thing the pandemic has taught me, and I will say parenting has taught me this as well, although it's a lesson that I've had to learn over and over and over again, it's that you can't be too twee with something. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, if you if you wait forever on something, you're just going to miss out. Like, you yeah. have to just jump in and do it and be like, you know, the experience is the thing that's going to stick with me. I remember, um, uh, I think it was a teacher talking about how they got, um, when they were a kid, they got a brand new pair of roller skates. And... Uh, Super excited about the roller skates, and but they didn't want to, like, scuff them up when they were a kid. So they just kept them in the box because they didn't want to. But then when they finally wanted to use them, they were a kid, and their feet had grown, and they couldn't fit into them. Yep. And I have never – I don't know why. I couldn't even tell you what teacher it was. I but, like, like this story has, like, literally – was told to me in my youth, and – it has stuck with me. I couldn't even tell you how old I was when, when I heard it, but like, that's like exactly that. what it like. It's, I, I mean, it's a real, it is a very real life lesson that I think none of us learn until it is well too late. Yeah. What are you, um, here's, here's what I'm asking. Yes. Right. I have a two year old and, um, we are going through, um, sentences. Oh, that's a fun time. We're going through um, wanting to pee on the toilet, but we're not potty training. Oh, but he did it. I got a text. But he did do it at school. Yeah, I got a text. Um, I made a cocktail to actually celebrate I it. was going to say, that's a proud moment. He yeah, was, I did. and he made a cocktail. I made a great. cocktail. It was, yellow. It was, it was a yellow was cocktail. Yellow? <laughs> Dehydrated neon yellow. Like, it was awesome. I mean, it had to be, right? But, yeah. So so here's 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 my question, right? Because, uh, like I said um, a couple minutes ago, there's a lot of questions I want to ask you. 10 and 14. For you as a parent, as as a dad, as a partner, as everything... What has been, like, one moment that just figuratively punched you in the face? And oh, you were yeah. like, oh, shoot. Like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop my question there. Yeah, yeah because I like that. Because that could be partner. That could be, I don't know, you're not old, but, like, old man oh, wisdom, no, a, quote, unquote. Trust me, I'm a lot older than you think I am. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Be, I think you're pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already poured the beer, so yeah, just it's be fine. a dick. It's I've, fine. I've already got what I need. I don't but have like, to be nice anymore. Was there a moment, like, for, for me, like, truly and honestly, as, as you think about this question, um, when I heard about, like, or, like, just literally a day before we were recording right now, you have a strained back, I was like, shit, 
I'm I'm 36. I have a strained back from shuffling and teaching <laughs> spin classes. And then there's part of me like I have a strained back, and I'm I'm doing nine driveways in a week and teaching like six classes in 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 a week's te- like um, full week. So I'm like that's badass. Some of my friends can't even do that's half not that. A badass. You know? That's so like, badass, my friend. But, but then I'm like. <laughs> But I don't want to be proud about that. I'm not a, a millennial that's going to go brag that I have a strained back, but I'm riding. Right. So it's stupid, right? I'm all over the place right now. But it was the most humbling experience because for the first time, I was like, I'm not as young. I'm not as naive. I'm not as fill in the blank. So was there a moment at 10 and 14, you've been in multiple careers and not just brewing. And then when you were in brewing, you weren't the sole owner. Like you, you've had such a like career path, and then your wife obviously is smarter than you. Yes, and smarter than any other person <laughs> she's ever in a room with. So, like, was there ever a moment where you're just like, "Damn, humble"? Or so, so I will. Um, this might go into the if you like, can share it. Sorry. No, no, I, I can totally, I, should, I can okay. totally share this. This might go into the like um, old man wisdom thing. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, let's see, yeah. let's see where we wind up here. Can you stroke your beard while you tell me? I can stroke my beard yeah. while I tell you this. And I'll, go, I'll talk like this. Go a yeah. little slower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look me in the eye good. when you do it. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go to the eight. Let me go to. Are the we going, eight. All of a sudden, we're doing ASMR. <laughs> I'm going to the 18 now. Tell me about it. <laughs> so. We, we, um, like, you know, we, we have had a lot of friends and there have been a lot of babies and a lot of kids and all of those things. And the thing that we learned that I think, um, that, that I think really kind of illuminated for us was, you know, every kid has something like every person has something that no one is perfect. Everybody has these challenges. And, and for us, so, um, our, our oldest was born in Boston while we were living in Massachusetts. And, uh, in Boston at the time, they did a test on every single kid that was born. Um, and it was a really simple blood test and it tested for a genetic disorder and it's a genetic disorder called MCAD. And, they think now that MCAT is actually responsible for something like half of all of the SIDS deaths. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it was, um, Boston was one of the very few places at the time that tested for MCAT. And so, you know, you have this baby. And when my oldest was born, um, you, you, do you remember your kid's APGAR score? No. Okay. So when you're. When I know you're, what the APGAR is. You know what the APGAR yeah, is? When, I used when to be a paramedic. So, so when your kid is born, they give your kid an APGAR score. Yeah. And the nurses always joke that the only kid that ever gets a 10 on APGAR is, you know, the OBGYN's kid. Everybody else gets like a 6 or a 7. My kid got a 2. Oh, wow. So they that's, took her. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah, that's, yeah. We should, we should clearly state that's not good. They took her and they put her directly into the NICU. And so, like, like we didn't even get to touch her. They just took her and put her in the NICU. And she was fine. She released like a day and a half later, but it's like you have all this stress and you have all this anxiety. And then we get a call. We'd been home maybe five days at that point. And we got a call that says your kid has this genetic disorder. And we're like, like, this can't be right. Like this, like this kid's perfect. Like she's just born. Everything's fantastic. And they bring us in and sure enough, she has this genetic disorder. That's like, it's, it's, if you don't know about it, 
It's deadly. If you know about it, you can manage it. And it's perfectly manageable and she has a totally normal life and everything's great. But for us, it kind of shone this light, right? Because it's like we've had friends. Everybody has kids. All of these kids have like this one little thing that makes them not perfect. Everybody has this little challenge. And for her, that's what her little challenge is. And so like that was this moment of like, you know, we had seen our friends go through this, but you, you have never gone through it. And until you go through it, it's, it's kind of like this little mystery. And, and so it's this, like, it's both really humbling and really illuminating about like the world we live in and the human condition that we all share. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had something when, when, um, Tuckerman was born, um, one of the first things my wife said, uh, once she was able to see him and, you know, the kind of, you know, the excitement went down of, of, of the birthing and, and everything. Is his head okay? Because his head looked a little odd formed. And we ended up having to go through two skull surgeries with him within his first um, year, year and a half. And we're still going through, like, having to go to all the different professionals to make sure the cognitive skills are there and all of this. And, and I, I totally agree with you in the sense that, like, Everyone will share, you know, like how great the child is, but n- not every child, not every person. I'm, I'm sure you have a problem. I have a problem. You've had a problem. No, I'm at, good. Early on, I mean, he's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look he, at him. He's an asshole. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, he is an asshole, but they, they can't say that at birth, right? Yeah, I'm hold, pretty sure they may hold up this like seven pound, eight pound like child and just go, "Yep, he's going to be an <laughs> asshole." Um, but. It, it it's so true because like at one point, and then we went to the first um, doctor's appointment, and he goes. There's something I I'm I'm, I'm going to mark it. Don't be scared. And then he's like I want to I want to look next time you come. And then it was like, okay. All right. If you're not scared, we're not scared. And then the second he goes, okay, I see it. Now we're going to send you to this person and this mm-hmm. person down at such and such. <laughs> and yeah. now I'm scared. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, now we're now we have nervous poops. But like and, now and you feel, you know, the thing about it, like you feel so all alone. Like you feel like you're the only person in the world that this is happening to. And this is kind of like the, the nugget of the wisdom, right? Is that all of us had this thing. Like some of us have it at birth. Some of us have it when we discover that we're an asshole. Yeah. Some of us have it. Still haven't discovered it. And you just saw it today. (laughs) Yeah. No, don't, didn't even register. But you you saw it 55 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it's like it, it, in that moment, to not feel alone, I think, is like the magical thing to to realize. So, that, like, so to bring this back to a, a serious note, you probably actually, see this though with kids a lot. Yeah, I do. Um, but to bring it back to a serious moment, though, actually, sort of mission of of why we started talking about these things and all that sort of stuff is it is my sincerest hope that I don't know what it is that anyone might be listening to, but like that maybe someone who's listening has like that same, like they, you know, whatever that, that genetic disorder was, right. Um, that they're like, Whoa, I'm, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, from a counseling perspective, um, that's why actually things like group therapy work. Um, because you spend a lot of, your brain is really good at convincing you that you're the only one who's experiencing this, like all that sort of stuff. And by engaging in a community, you can realize I'm, I'm not. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And there is comfort and power in, in recognizing that, like, I can move forward. I will move forward. Those sorts of things. Whether it turns out okay or it turns out terrible, 
you're not the only one either way. Um, and, and I think that's in all honesty, that that was the goal of why we started doing this. We wanted to start to have conversations Mm -hmm. about these things that we don't talk about. Like in all honesty, we've had lots of fun. We're joking around, we're laughing and all that stuff. But like, when's the last time you had the opportunity to like talk about like the scary experience of your kid being (laughs) right? Like, Uh, like every Wednesday. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what's your therapist's name? (laughs) You know, it's funny. Actually, it's a, it's a group of us get together and play board games and we're all dads. Oh, Oh. I like that. And so, you know, like the, and, and we span like we, you know, one of us has kids who, you know, his kid is 23. And one of us has a three-year-old and it's like, we have this, you know, this huge depth. Yeah. And so, you know, like we, we sit there and we play board games and we talk about our kids and last board game you played. Oh, the last board game. Oh, uh, Dune Imperium. Oh, I haven't played that. It's It's really good. See, and that's, that's so cool because one thing we talk about quite a bit is that men don't necessarily always easily open up to other men. Yeah, yeah. you're in the minority and, on and that. We, and oh, we I wanted know. to start with like a community through through this podcast because there aren't a lot of people like you and those guys who actually openly will come together under some circumstance that isn't like a death, a uniform, or some other way to gather to actually openly share, you know, and, and show your vulnerability, but to to get together in thought leadership and how to kind of overcome these challenges. And so, like that's 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 awesome. Like, I mean, at the heart of what we've wanted to do through this podcast, I mean, that's that's epic. Yeah. Does it happen over bison? <laughs> like, are you actually? We we uh, like, what are you bringing us this week? Actually, you know what? It's funny. We don't. We, we so. Our, our start times have crept later and later as the kids get older and older because we all like to Makes hang sense. out for our kids' bedtimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, now we start at like quarter to nine. And so I'm none in of bed. Us, I know none of us want to drink. <laughs> like we just, we, we hang out. We drink water. We drink seltzers. We drink, you know, but, but um, every once in a while we'll crack open a beer. All right. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Because um, we're, getting, we're getting close to, to wrapping this up. Do you have any other questions? No, it all has to do with the, the empty one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> From 19. Most influential male figure, mm-hmm. not your father. Oh. Wow. wow. Mm. I, full disclosure, I thought of this in the shower, and I was like, that's the one. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a really... And huh. you can choose any facet of your life because we're multifaceted individuals. So if, if there's someone who's really influenced your brewing or, or your, your coding or, you know, anything, you as a, as a human being. Boy, that's like, that's a really, really. I should have I asked you before so we could come back to it. <laughs> yeah, prior to trying <laughs> four different. But I didn't because I'm a dick. You know, it's. Um, it's true. The, the funny thing is, is, you know, I grew up in a family of boys. So my dad was one of three boys. I was one of three boys. Um, and yet the most influential people in my life over and over and over again are women. Okay, fine. Who? No, no, no. But I'd like, uh, like, no, I don't know. No, no. I'm fine with that. We can celebrate. Yeah. yeah. That's L- awesome. Yeah. Who? Uh, I mean, uh, like, honestly, can't uh, be your mom. So I was going to say somebody who was really formative to me, um, which was when I was a kid, we had a German exchange student. Mm. Oh, and she essentially became our sister. 
So she came back time and time and time again. We would go over to Germany and visit her and her family. Oh, that's cool. She would bring her kids over. Um, oh, wow. And like she, So this was a lasting This was a lasting, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she passed away in oh, that's two, uh, you know, this is the other. Like, you know, I lost my mom. I lost, her name was Sigrid. We lost Sigrid. Like, we lost all of the female figures in our family in, like, really short order. But, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, but, I mean, the thing that's important is that, you know, like, she had this really lasting impact on me, and she got to meet my oldest daughter, and my oldest daughter still remembers her. Oh, that's and, cool. And, I mean, it's fantastic. And so, you know, for me, that was somebody who was really, like, deeply formative to me. Okay. She taught me how to cut my toenails. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's a good skill. Yeah. That's a very good skill. We, yeah. I'm in a similar, we, we've stayed in touch with our German exchange student. And we actually, when I was in college and out of high school, had this younger sister of our German exchange student stay with us. Oh, that's awesome. So we went to a German wedding. We've we've done a lot. Like, I, I, I can only imagine the impact yeah. that that had. That's that's awesome. I'm jealous. I never had that experience. Actually, Kimberly I didn't even I take talked... German. I didn't even take German. Oh, I, really? I took Latin. I didn't know that. I but figured you did. there were more did. Germans that wanted to come to America than Americans that wanted to go to Germany. So, so Kimberly and I are both in education, and we've actually talked about um, I likely can't have children because I've had cancer twice, testicular cancer, and um, you know all that sort of stuff. We weren't going to have children likely anyway, but um, Kimberly studied abroad. In, in Spain and loved it, had a wonderful experience. And we've talked about before, um, like hosting a, a foreign exchange student. And That's cool. I would, I would love that sort of experience. Yeah. It's, um, it's that, like, I think my mom in particular really loved it because it was a chance for her to have a daughter. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. Even think about that. Yeah. 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 Cause you know, like she, like, I think I was like that, that, um, that last, throw you do like the Hail Mary kind of pass like maybe we can have a girl <laughs> and then they got me <laughs> so you're a disappointment from yeah, the I was beginning a, yeah, I was a disappointment you, from yeah. the very jump yeah. there's no question about sorry, that sorry mom <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I'm How always surprised they didn't name me like Aaron or something <laughs> like Blair Blair yeah wait is that a dog no so <laughs> My mom wanted a daughter. I have an ornament, and then we still put it on the tree, even even now with Heather, because Heather loves it. That uh, it's a babe, a wooden baby carriage. And one side it says Matthew, on the other side, if I was a girl, because they didn't know it till the end, Sarah. <laughs> we, we still put it on the tree. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I feel like when I told my mom that I loved a girl I was dating and then eventually told her that I think I'm going to propose, my mom was like, hell yeah, you are. And like, <laughs> just was like, all of a sudden, all of, like, I didn't even put a ring on Heather's finger. And my mom was like, well, F you, I'm going to Heather. <laughs> like, I wanted a daughter before you. <laughs> Oh, Sarah. So, so if we, I'm going to call you that from now on. <laughs> it's my nickname. I have it on my resume. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew Sarah Lofi. No, but we have, we've gone through years of fatherhood and just being an old man, uh, old men across the table. We have had, what, four different years worth of bison. And as a first time, bisonite? Bisonian? Bisonian. Bison yeah, Bisonian. Oh, that's classy. That sounds classy, right? But I'll yeah. be at the first ever gala for the bison. Bison night. <laughs> and well, bison day. Well, I don't know. And I get up at brunch. five in the morning, even on the weekend. Bison so breakfast, I'll bison be, brunch, bison, brunch. bison night. 
I like it. For the, yeah, for the yeah, bison yeah. Pi- pa- pancake bash. Anyway, um, we've gone through the years of fatherhood and, and, and being a, a parent and a partner. We've gone through um, four years of beer. Um, if someone listening that knows you or doesn't know you wants to follow you, where, where can they get more information? The, where, how they the, find the out? The best place is our website, which is homesteadbeerco.com. And I run our Twitter feed, and it is lunacy. So I highly recommend following oh, us on good Twitter. Good dad jokes, right? Uh, good dad jokes. Actually, right there. From you, your wife. You, you, said, you, you <laughs> said you had multiple. Do, do you have one more dad joke before you talk about the other platforms? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Sunday, it's a sad day, but the day before is a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's It feels good. like it came out of, like, a tourism, like, magazine. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Come to Licking County, because it's, it's a Saturday. Saturday. It's, a, it's a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that's right. I mean, Licking County is the new, like... Capital of Intel. Uh, the capital of Intel, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. Where, what other platforms can we find you on? Uh, we're on all of them. You can find us on, on all of the face space and the Insta thingy. But and do you have MySpace? I, you know what? I would have MySpace if they would have me. Because we have it. We do. Are you serious? And it's not user-friendly, and nope. we recommend it. Put nope. it in the marketing top plan. 50, uh, top so, 50. Um, 2020. Social media platforms of 2020. Yep, there you go. It's in the top 50 of 2020. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure there's not actually 50 of them. <laughs> I think they made up shit just to... Actually, so. I, I, there might be now. I was reading the other day about... Um, this sounds like the cesspooliest part of the entire internet, but oh. anonymous Twitter. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah no. That like, people, people say horrible things enough. Like, <laughs> um, Have you ever... Uh, so, one of my books that uh, I like to listen to books, Kimberly and I do, we listen to Colin Jost, A Very Punchable Face. <laughs> He's on SNL, uh, married to Scarlett Johansson. And he's yep. like, I titled this book A Very Punchable Face because I, I had multiple friends, a couple of friends tell me that I had a very punchable face. And then he's reading it. So he's like, there's a pause. And he's like, and those are my friends. <laughs> and he's like, can you imagine what people who don't like me say? His brother. And then there's another pause. And then he says, just kidding. That's what Twitter's for. <laughs> His brother is a uh, main like producer or something for the Impractical Jokers. Oh, really? True TV, yeah. Huh. Oh. Um, which is a random fact. Okay. So we can find you on pretty much everything but MySpace. Get, yes. Yeah. Get, on get, it together. Together. get it together. What are you Jeez. doing? I don't Owning know. Only two businesses, two, two young, a, a, a teen and a twin Maybe daughter. Maybe you could code Sorry, something I'm, to make MySpace cool again. Like, I don't think anyone can make MySpace dude, cool again. I still can't get the background picture to set anyway. And I've even put it in design equipment to forget yeah, it. It's fine. Anyway, we want to thank you for listening. However, wherever you're listening, whoever the hell you are, we and love I'm you. And I'm super sorry. Yeah, he's an <laughs> asshole. Don't listen to him. That's not even a sincere apology. Nope. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We don't do much on Twitter, but we're definitely vibrant on MySpace compared to everyone else except Dan. Um, but please email us if you have any feedback or topics you want to hear at the Podcast at gmail. Uh, dot com. Until next Bison Day, stay strong, dadass.